There's something about when you give people a mask or give them a character where they just go wild. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. In brief, some of the other collaborations are parties, raising a barn, that's what... uh, What's that religious cult with the beards and the Amish? That's what the Amish do. Couch mafia, training partners, wingmen, sex funnels, and creative projects. Okay, so I'm going to go back, go back through each of those briefly. So these are things, these are, when I look at like, what do I do with my collaborators, I do all of these things. And I also do business stuff as well, right? You know, that, that's, yeah, I'll add into that. Okay, and then business, business, legitimate business. Okay, so... Parties. We talked a bit about what makes a good party last last week, which is controlling the environment, controlling the physical space. Chips, dips, coke, lighting, good music, a ratio of at least one-to-one. Anything less than one-to-one, it's Lord of the Flies. Hopefully moving into the two-to-one and maybe eventually the coveted and uh, mythical three-to-one ratio, but at least a one-to-one must be. Or, I mean, no, we. I have dude parties and dude parties, that's another one I should put in there, a dude party. We're, we have dude parties, hang out with a bunch of guys come over. It's just the dudes. They will come in. It's like Seinfeld. We have our one lane and then the dudes come in and we hang out and do stuff and whatever. And that's fine. Cool. But when we're putting on event events, we're working the ratios for sure. So the different elements, uh, different types of parties that we can, that we can throw. Remembering that the party doesn't need a lot of, it doesn't need a lot of money. It needs a location, which can be indoors or outdoors, depending on the weather. It needs those elements that I talked about, which are cheap as fuck. It's like booze and some things to eat, a music making machine and some form of lighting, which remembering back in the day for us was often cellophane over a light bulb. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So these days you can get cheap as fuck lights for 10 bucks on eBay. Back then we used candles and cellophane. Uh just remembering my early one of my earliest seductions was a girl that uh, I started dating in high school you know back before that meant fucking and we didn't fuck ever actually but we dated for a week or two and I brought her home and I had my that was my first attempt at like a setting the whole thing up for seduction and so she came to my house when my mother was out and I lit a candle put cellophane over the light bulb I had a tape player and I had this one tape of this guitar player who played this like elevator music guitar that my ex-girlfriend's father had given me when I was 15. Like it was this one like cheesy kind of really tacky sounding guitar with, with, uh, you know, wind chimes and and synths and stuff. It was terrible, but that was my seduction. I couldn't remember who that guy was. That was my seduction tape. And so she came in, I put on the tape, press play, lit the candle (laughs) and then started making out with a for a long, long time. And then at some point the tape stopped 45, 30 minutes in and I quickly went, clicked, span it over. I'm like, okay, I've got 30 minutes to close the deal before the end of the tape. And I didn't close the deal. God damn it. Okay, so parties. We have themed parties and themed parties are fucking awesome. There's something about when you give people a mask or give them a character where they just go wild. We, we did that a lot in Melbourne. We had a series of parties and it's great if you can do a series of parties once a month for four months for the summer, right? Don't commit to, you can't do that forever, right? Cause you'll burn out or people get lose interest over time. But if you like, there's going to be a, we're doing a party season or a Sunday night dinner season or, or a Saturday afternoon in the park, Frisbee 
picnic season and we're gonna and each one's gonna be themed right we me and jess spearhead a lot of these parties we had one that was like uh, apocalypse that was cool everyone dressed up like mad max and shit we had your ultimate fantasy party we had a masquerade which is awesome because any mask will do and then when people wear masks they get weird very weird they start like moving and and like becoming archetypes this and then people in acting know this when you do a mask workshop you put on one of those like happy or sad masks it brings something quite bizarre out of people because it, it's you become that expression it's, it's cool so organizing those is really really quite simple it's like it doesn't have to be on halloween or whatever you can say doing it we're doing a dress up party or like a think of it like a um alice in wonderland tea party Right, that's a cool one we've done before where we have a picnic where everyone's – and we've taken acid, of course, uh, where you have cakes and tea and everyone's dressed and stuff and we play croquet. We should do that. We've got croquet set here. So, yeah, if you put on an event where girls get to dress up, girls love dressing up, they love – and they will always dress up slutty no matter what you tell them. You're just like oh, – even if you said we're going to have a Victorian chaste themed party, they'd find a way to make that slutty because it means a girl gets to be a slut, Right but only for fun because we, you know, cause girls will often be modest or, or they are aware of how much skin they're showing and whether they are doing it, you know, and, and often when I meet girls who've got huge tits, they often cover them up because they realize that they're, they're such a focal point, but you, you tell the girls it's a pimps and hoes or it's a naughty bit, naughty and nice or, a, uh, and ones that are really easy are black and white, naughty and nice, your alter ego, the masquerades, any uniforms, right? Things where people have a broad set of choices to go from and they're quite easy to do like black and white parties. Some people will go extravagant, others just wear whatever, black and white t-shirts and that's fine as well because it still adds to the thing. And then, yeah, put on the party. If if you can have any kind of punctuated event during a party, it will it will change the dynamic. What I mean by that is that if it's just like come to, come to my house, okay, and, and whatever happens, happens, fine. That can be awesome or it can can lose steam. If you have something during a party that lifts the momentum for it, a performance of some sort. And and people people don't understand how easy and cheap it is to get live performers to anything. Because I've been a live performer. I know how fucking cheap I was. You can get a DJ. You can get a fire twirler. You can get a belly dancer. You can get a Morris dancing troupe. You can get a four-piece string quartet, and we've done that one before recently. You can get a stripper. You can get a burlesque dancer, right? These people are in most cosmopolitan cities, like they exist. I mean, okay, if you're in Saudi Arabia, no, please, no. You know, there'll be some countries where, okay, that, that means different things, right? In Serbia, I can get a gypsy band for 100 bucks and they will follow us around drinking with us. And that's fucking awesome, right? Like there is nothing more fun in my mind than rolling down the street with Rocky with a gypsy band following you playing. Like that's amazing. And that can be done for a hundred bucks-ish. So I, pretty much every party that we've run, a big scale party, we always got a performer. Uh, the ones I can think of, yeah, we had a, a, a string quartet. Even back in my very first parties when we were broke students, we got a belly dancer, a DJ, a band, because people will play for beer. People will play to come to a good party. People will play for 50 bucks each, right? It's if, if, if they're of a not famous level. But there's a lot of quality, quality, every type of performer. And they're, and they're broke and they want to perform. And if it's a cool party, like I, my band played at lots of house parties for free. 
because why not? We're like, cool, yeah, we'll come and play in someone's garage and they, they're like, we'll give you some beers and just fuck the chicks. And we were like, cool, sweet. What else are we going to do Friday night? We go and play some funk. We try and pick up some girls, get wasted. You know, I'd probably do it again if my band was here. So if you can punctuate it with some kind of event, my a friend of mine, Clary, had this cool party series for years called Clarioke. And um, it was, it was a, always a great party, but he, it was always that people had to do some, like not everyone, but at least five or six people had to put their, put in beforehand that they were going to do some kind of performance. And these were not usually professional performers. They were just our friends, right? So people did uh, sang a song or did a poetry reading or did like a, a skit uh, or a little musical theater piece. And some of them were great and some of them were very shit but fun, right? And it was just like people got up and did the thing, did something. Right? They dressed up in drag and sang a song or someone played the ukulele or whatever. And John would then get up and play good music. And then, and then you know, we'd, and then we didn't have a DJ. It was just like, okay, Clary would put on his music. And, and that was those karaoke events became legendary in Sydney. And the last one had like 500 people because he eventually, we couldn't fit them, everyone in, the, in his apartment. And so he moved it to a hidden beach in the Sydney, Sydney beaches. And then we had massive amounts of people. They were, they were legendary. So having something that happens at the party makes a big difference. The other type of party is after parties. Now, after parties, sometimes an after party requires that you, well, it requires that you're moving through a funnel, right? Because it's after something. After parties can be basically, the way that we initially started doing after parties was this. Myself and Grant and Wolf, uh, sorry, and Zana and Flows, we would go out a lot, like three, four nights a week. And we would meet girls and then we'd often like, someone would talk to someone, talk to their friend, and then we'd pull a couple of other girls over or that, or it was a group of girls, right? And then we'd say, hey, let's, let's do after party at our place. And we would take five girls back. Right. So there might be two, three, four of us, and we bring two, three, four, five more girls back because we're like after party. And what an after party meant was we knew that when we arrived at the apartment, action stations, right? We would arrive, someone would take the girls in and talk to them and whatever. The other one would, others would run around, turn the lights in the right way, get some drinks, put the music on. Within five minutes, we could turn the place into a, into a, an, a chill zone after party. Maybe you should do that as a drill. You have that with your wingman where you like come home, you're like six minutes to make this into a party space. But often that led to uh, led to sex, right? Because a girl didn't want to go home with a guy from a club and fuck him because that felt a bit cheap. But she spent all night with this guy. We were at the club and then we went to this cool after party and then they had, you know, they had a jacuzzi on the roof or whatever, whatever happened. We played Twister, which is a good, good one, which we do sometimes. Uh, and you know, we got a bit wasted and then we fucked, right? That happens a lot, a lot of, and, and to give you a little snapshot into the, the higher worlds, if you ever go to one of those clubs where there's very beautiful women, right? You walk in, you look around, you got in somehow and there's very hot women and they seem to be separated from the main dance floor, right? They're on tables or they're, they're in groups. Those girls are brought there by promoters, Right, so there are promoters whose job is basically to be a guy who's got a network of hot girls. He's got good game. He's you know he's a, he's a hustler, and he brings them to to clubs. And sometimes the clubs pay him per girl, or they give them a table, they give them booze. All those girls are there as part of an entourage with a with a rich rich guy or, or famous guys or famous in the in the local scene, or they're just going there as hot girls, knowing that they will get swept up into something that's interesting if they position themselves well. Right. The reality being that 
if it's at a certain level of attractiveness uh, and it's known as a, like a glamour location, it's very, very unlikely that any of the top tier girls will go home with any guy that's on the dance floor. Unless, you know, I've, unless it was Grant, you know, like a, a really heavily trained night game killer uh, and talented as well. Those girls are going to those scenarios to, to get to milk the best, what they perceive to be the best or most expensive or most uh, validating or most exciting or most drugs part of the night. And that is, that is usually run by guys who've set up their funnels, right? Every club in the, on the planet has regular guys who've gone in there and set up what we're talking about, right? They've set up lifestyle design machinery. They have positioned themselves towards the top. They've created funnels to bring girls in. They, they work the ratio. They have resources and uh, currencies that are valuable, which might be cocaine. It might be uh, access to this couch. It might be booze. It might be the feeling. I mean, actually, overall, it's a feeling, right? The girl goes out to get a feeling of, I'm sexy, I'm important, I'm better than other girls. Uh, I'm having fun. You know, I'm the center of attention. I look beautiful, right? I'm having a great night. I'm excited. Uh, you know, all those things. So she, she is going to navigate where that stuff is. And the reality is the guys that run the after parties are the guys that have set that up within that scenario. So they're funneling girls up and then they swipe off the cream and they take it home. That's how it works, right? Now, this, this works Almost exactly the same whether it's the Soho House Glamour Club in London or a hippie dance festival. There's just different there's just different hierarchies, right? In the hip, I've I've been to hippie festivals where there is a massive class system, and it's and you know I go with my one one tent and my buddy and my like can of baked beans. I am a useless prospect to any hippie girl, to any beautiful hippie girl there. I got nothing to offer. She can sleep in the dust by herself. Whereas the dude that brings the TP and the bean bags and the you know the the, the nice cooking setup and the weed uh, and the LSD and the the van that's got like a nice mattress to sleep on and maybe has air conditioning even. Whoa, that guy is is the fucking Bill Gates of that festival. Right? No, that's he's not a good example. That is the T pain. Is he does he get lots of girls? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Who what T pain's not around anymore? Who's the rapper that's famous now? Kobe Bryant? Ah oh, shit, he's dead too. Drake. He's the Drake of that Tippy Festival. God damn it, I'm getting old. Maybe I need to hire someone to once a year just fill me in on what the young kids are doing these days. They sit me down for once a, once a year. It's like a Trump briefing. It's like, okay, Mr. Marshall, so um, trap music. What? Oh, I don't want to know about that. You, you're going to have to learn, sir. All right. So, yeah, there's some, there's some things to think about in terms of parties because the great thing about a party, if you do it well, is you become those motherfuckers. You become the top of the club. You become the uh, Drake of the hippie scene or whatever it is. Uh, and it doesn't take a lot. It requires you to set up something which is fun to be at, which remember just requires lights, music, something to do. Uh, drugs, let's cover in a moment, drugs and alcohol. And that there is less girl, less men than girls. So therefore the girls are like, oh, there's a hierarchy here. And these girls, they, it's, it's very funny to see this. Women's like attraction to the, to the leader of the pack switch goes off a lot and it goes off, but remember it only goes off if she thinks the pack is good. 
who's useful or sexy or important, right? So you can be the leader of a pack that she has no interest of being involved in and she won't be triggered. But the moment she wants to be part of that world, she will be attracted to the, to the guys that are running the thing. And this is where a bunch of dorks like us can suddenly become cool. That's what we did back in high school. We put on space house parties. It was me and the, the dorkiest of the dork. We were total losers and we put our shit together, put on a cool party and we all got laid. And now after that, we were cool. As, and then we main, we did it a couple more times and then we were like, yeah, we've, we've earned our right to be weirdly cool and we're getting the benefits of it, right? So this is, the, and that's, and it's, it's a different thing. If I want to try and climb my way up, walk into a glamour club and try and get to the top of the food chain, good luck, right? Like by yourself, untrained. I've only seen Travel Bum do that and flows do that. I've seen, yeah, two, three, maybe four guys who can walk in cold into an extremely stratified top-down dominance hierarchy and charm and hustle and game their way to the top in a single night, right? That's that's an extremely advanced skill and, I, and a subset of personality, which I don't have either. So, I, I mean, I've, I've never done that. I've gone in but I've gone in and ruled a scene in one night when I've been invited in, when I've had a good gatekeeper in, uh, and when I've gone in with a with a, with wingmen and an entourage to to make it work, right? But much easier actually. It takes more outlay, it takes more work and planning, but it is overall much easier to control the environment and you just build your own club. Remembering that a club can be a picnic, you know, the club can be sorry, whoever it was that took uh, a group of people canoeing down the canals of, of Amsterdam, right? Like that's still, that's your club. You just want to make sure that uh, if you can be in charge of it, then you will just trigger these switches in women uh, and men too that are kind of primal and, and hard to fight. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural, Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The, the Natural, Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.